Hi, I'm Corny Rempel, and we're experiencing one of the driest summers we have ever had. How does this affect our wells? Can our well actually run dry during this drought? Should we be conserving water now during this time? Well, we talked with Jeff Bell from Friesen Drillers to help us understand how our wells work. It's the Mix Morning Show. It's the Mix Morning Show. The carbonate aquifer that, that extends through this area, that's one of the more well-known aquifers in this province, that, that extends all the way from the U.S. border down into the state. It goes all the way through uh, this area, underneath Winnipeg, through the interlake, and then it kind of curls up on the north side of our two lakes, uh, and, it, and it's running through the paw and all that type of thing. So it's a, it's a very large regional aquifer system. And it's quite complicated in how big it is, really. A lot of people don't realize exactly the extent of what it is. There's almost no two places the same in terms of their water quality on that aquifer. And they're all driven by sort of the recharge and the discharge dynamics that are occurring on the aquifer. So, you know, for example, in the southeast here, everything is largely driven by the recharge from the Sandylands complex that we have to the east. So that's a glacial feature that discharged a bunch of sand and gravel on top of the exposed bedrock, and that provides sort of a recharge of fairly fresh water. What recharges that is, is largely in our climate here is snowmelt. So we like to have a nice thick volume of snowpack in the sandy lands because we know we're going to get a fairly large recharge event when that occurs. And that's what hasn't occurred here. In terms of... of of aquifers in the southeast, I mean, the, the, the carbonate aquifer system would be the biggest and the most well-used by, by a huge margin. But when, when you look at, at the permeability of it, it's, it's all driven by the fractures. So like the town of Steinbach Wells, for example, that exists by the fire hall, um, they're extremely interesting in the carbonate aquifer, but they tell quite a story. And each well is twice as good as the previous well. Oh. And the entire water supply that's coming into each well is is only coming in from one fractured zone. And the fractured zone in, in each of those wells is starting like around 180 feet below grade, and it's one fracture in each well. So what we look at in terms of well performance is just sort of like a, like a, a, a napkin-type analysis or a very simplistic analysis of what a water well will do is we say that if we pump 100 gallons a minute, and the water level drops a foot, we'll say that well is 100 gallons a minute per foot. So if we drop it two feet, we should get 200 gallons a minute. If we drop it a half of a foot, we should get 50. That's kind of the basic sort of, like kind of an armchair sort of analysis of an aquifer, a well, what it would perform like. Yeah. And uh, the town of Steinbach wells, one of them is 10 gallons a foot, the next one over is 20 gallons a foot, the next one to that is 40 gallons a foot. That's why you will see huge variability in water wells that are present yeah if you if you have an unlucky day and you get very tight fractures or very poor fractures it's quite possible to get a dry hole in the limestone where okay. if you could move over 50 feet away and you could hit the most horrendous fractured zones ever and you could get i mean i think the strongest well that i've ever been involved with in the carbonate i think we did 1500 gallons a minute we had about a foot of drawdown wow so we get huge variability and because of that variability as well 
it kind of changes the way the water moves through the system. So we often hear people, particularly you, you Michelonians out there, um, where, where the water levels are extremely high, um, we get a lot of people who will tell us, oh, the water level in my well is above grade, so the water is just, it's unlimited. I have unlimited water in, the, in my situation. And that's actually not even close to being the truth. Um, when we have water levels that are coming above grade like that, that usually means there's a permeable or a sort of a transmissive boundary in the aquifer. The water's not able to get through it very quickly. So we end up with water building up on the plus side of the situation. It just can't get through. But it doesn't necessarily guarantee that you have unlimited water when you have a high water level situation. <laughs> that leads me to my my thought during this dry spell. Um, you know, towns that have, you know, their own water system, you know, Steinbeck, uh, Kleefeld, Grunthal, a lot of them have, you know, town or city water systems. They ask people to conserve water because they, you know, they have to be able to uh, process it as quickly as people are using it or quicker. Um, what about people that have wells? Like in Mitchell, they have shared well system. I live on a couple of acres and I have my own personal well. Can that well run dry if I'm overwatering or using too much water during a drought? What I often tell people, um, the carbonate aquifer system in itself is largely driving a lot of the surface sort of features that we kind of know and take for granted in this province. So if the carbonate aquifer were to dry up, for example, or were to completely disappear, um, you and I would probably be able to walk from Gimli to Victoria Beach without getting our feet wet. Okay. it would have, The water would have to be that low in that whole river and lake system in yeah, order for like, our wells to dry up. We often get people that will tell us that their well has dried up. And actually, that's not technically the case at all. What we tend to see most often occurring with this situation, like there was a lot of talk a number of years ago about, about wells and new well drying up. And what we've found in this sort of drier type of climate that we see the last few years we've had is that there will be, in new well, for example, there's about 100 feet of overburdened material lying on top of the bedrock. There's no aquifer in that at all. It's just clay and till and stuff like that. And then you have the aquifer. And the water level in New Bothwell at one point is right at grade. So what it was very common for people to do was to not install pumps in their system or install a system that had no draw pipe on it. So that works great when the water levels are at grade, very close to grade. You can, you can suck water out of that well just right off the top and there's no problems at all. When the water level now drops seven, eight feet below grade, that system doesn't work anymore. So people will tell you, my wells run dry. Well, no. If we actually put a submersible pump in that and we pump that well, we could get probably 100-plus gallons a minute out of that well. It's just the pumping configuration that's been put into it is not correct, or it doesn't handle the variability that we're now seeing in our climate. What we have seen in this dry spell is that if we take the situation in, like, Mitchell, or New Bothwell, where water levels were at grade and people became used to that, and they just had straight suction pumps and no drop pipes and no suction intakes. Now the water level drops seven, eight feet. The system can't handle it anymore. And then the well stops working. 
So then you just so, need a different system that is actually going to pump it out instead of uh, trying to yeah, suck it out like, from the top. For me, as, as a professional engineer in the province of Manitoba with an engineering degree in hydrogeology, I find it just very difficult to listen to when they say, wells run dry in New Bothwell. No, those wells did not run dry in New Bothwell. There's still 100 feet of available drawdown in that well. It's just the pumping configuration could not handle five or six or ten feet of water level change that exists in the area. So the pumping system couldn't handle it. It had nothing to do with the, the hydraulic capacity of the water well. So if and people are experiencing trouble with their wells where they're finding they're just not getting water out of it, um, you just change the system on the well? Or do they have to... change the system, but what unfortunately results in this situation is that water is, is, is not necessarily... Um, it's not a God-given right... Uh, that you can access it for free. You have to do certain things in order to access it. The province requires you to do that. Nobody hands it to you for free. You have to pay for things. What we have seen in a lot of cases is that you could have a, let's say, a 50 or 60 or 70-year-old house in, in a community. What was very common at the time is the water levels would be very high. They would excavate down eight feet below grade, put their piping in, just just stick a pipe into the top of the well, put a rubber seal on the top of it, and bury the well in the yard. So people don't know where their well is. It's somewhere in the yard. It's buried. It's been buried for probably 50 years. And now all of a sudden the water levels in our climate are not above grade. They're now seven, eight feet below grade. In that case, yes, it's just a drop pipe or a submersible pump for $500 or something that's needed to be put into that situation. But now you've got a water well that's buried in a yard somewhere that hasn't been exposed since, you know, like the Nixon era. Now you have to dig up the entire yard. You find that the top of the well is corroded. The casing is in very poor shape. Um, there's all sorts of other issues. So, you you, you know, a, a $100 problem turns into a complete replacement type problem. Yeah. And I guess every situation is very unique. It is, yeah. and that's where people become very upset. Yeah. Because, yes, the system was working beforehand, um, you know, and, and, you know, whose fault is it? Yeah. And and that's where we see a lot of problems in these sort of drier spells like that. But in a lot of cases, what's driving our water levels in such a huge regional basinal system like the carbonate aquifer will just be our lack of rainfall and snow melt. Okay, and you're thinking like long-term, right? Like, is the drought now going to lower our water levels now, or does that lower our water levels, say, six months or a year from now? Yeah, it's, it's very much impacting things right now. We see water levels low right now. They're certainly not the lowest that we've seen. We've seen other times when they have been lower. Um, you know, you have to look at a hydrograph and, and, and really compare that with, with the climatic data that's present to really get a sense on how extended this dry period really is. Yes, it's dry. Um, Water levels are definitely down right now. But the beauty of the carbonate aquifer system that we have here is when we do have a massive rainfall event like that, we will see very rapid recovery. Okay. So people that have wells now, do you suggest during this time that they conserve water or business as usual? We suggest that people should always conserve water. Um, you know, I, I think we're we're very fortunate here by the, you know, the quality of the aquifers that we do have, and the fact that they're confined and protected. Um, for the most part, where we're living, um, that's a great thing. But conservation.
preservation is always a great plan to practice. And even more so during dry times or just as a general rule? Just as a general rule, I mean, during a dry spell, you know, we all have to try and work together here as much as possible. And the town of Steinbach, for example, sorry, the city of Steinbach has to continue to pump uh, to serve, you know, the, the residents, the businesses, the hospitals, the businesses and stores in town. We all have to kind of work together at this stage to try and make things as uh, suitable as we can. Um, you know, I, I don't really think anybody needs to be doing anything ex- ex- especially um conservatory at this point in time because it's it's a very short snapshot of really what's going on. I mean, I expect that we'll probably see um, things change in a few years and they'll get back to, you know, sort of what we see as a more a wetter period of time. Well, Jeff, I really appreciate you taking time to uh, make things a little more clear for us as to what we should be doing with our wells and how we should be conserving water and when to conserve water. And, uh, Really appreciate the time that you've taken to explain this to us, Jeff. Okay, thanks very much. It's the next morning show.